Welcome to Hallmark and Chill. Please join us as me, Nina, along with my husband, Dean, and from time to time, our dog, Beckham, rate and review Hallmark movies throughout the year. We are going to discuss, and sometimes, if not all the time, argue, laugh our asses off, and rate these oftentimes ridiculous movies. Thanks for joining. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hallmark and Chill. And for those of you just tuning in today, thank you so much for stopping by to listen to our little podcast here. So today we are going to be podcasting on the the Hallmark movie Christmas in Evergreen Tidings of Joy. So this would be the third installment in the Christmas in Evergreen series. This movie originally aired on November 29, 2019 and stars Maggie Lawson and Paul Green. The synopsis reads, as the town searches for a rumored Christmas time capsule, a skeptical writer arrives in Evergreen to get the story on the town's too-good-to-be-true Christmas fever. So we are first introduced to Maggie Lawson's character and her name is Katie while she is on a train to Evergreen and although the synopsis does state that she is a skeptical writer I would say a little bit but she really doesn't start off that way she starts off just going on this kind of holiday vacation she's taking a break she's a freelance writer she's also looking to write her second novel eventually and she's heard about the town of Evergreen and is really excited to be able to spend some time there to kind of see if a lot of the stuff that actually happens that's been written about actually really does happen so she's on this train and of course by Hallmark's device, she physically runs into Ben, who is played by the handsome Paul Green. And he's actually from Evergreen, so he's just on his way there. I don't know where he was coming from exactly. And um, so they get to kind of chatting a little bit, and she's just kind of asking him if if everything that the papers write is true. Yeah, so that's kind of how these two characters are first introduced. Then we see a conversation between Katie and her mom happen. Her mom happens to be, I don't know if she's like the editor of a magazine or she owns a magazine. Either way, her mom wants Katie to write a cover story for this magazine that she owns, works for, whatever, um, which could potentially in the future get her a job at this magazine. Katie's very resistant about it because she said, I want to take some time off. You know that I want to write a second book and I love being a freelance writer. Um, But because it's her mom, she's going to try to give it a go. Then we see Allie, who is played by Ashley Williams, who was in the first Evergreen movie. She's about to leave for Paris to be with her boyfriend, Ryan, from the first movie. And she is talking to Lisa, who is played by the lovely Jill Wagner, who we saw in the second Evergreen movie. And because Allie is leaving, she's giving instructions on how to care for these two foster dogs that Lisa's going to kind of take care of while Allie is gone in Paris. And so it's kind of nice to see these two characters come back together from the first two movies and that they're still living there. They still look very happy as well. Katie is going to end up writing about the, and she may have already been thinking about this, I'm not quite sure but it just so happens to coincide with this assignment that her mom's giving about what's called the time capsule. She kept hearing about, I guess, myth of this time capsule or rumors, which is kind of interesting when you think about it because later on they say that there's not much written about it. So I don't know how she came to hear this story. Do you remember how she did? It ties into shit at the end and what I will talk about in some of my points. Okay, here I was thinking you were going to clarify it. Never mind. Save the rant till the end. Okay, Um, but yeah, so she's going to write about this town uh, time capsule and 
uh, for her mom's magazine and Ben, the one that she met on the train who's from Evergreen, is very protective of his town being written about. He feels like at least a good portion of the stuff that he's read about in the papers or whatever, they're either really blowing it up or maybe they're kind of making fun of the town. Either way, he is very leery of her writing this article because when they first met, she told him she wasn't there to write an article. She was just there to be on vacation. He's like, oh, so now you are writing something? She's like, well, it's kind of a favor for my mom, but I promise you it's not going to be any kind of hate piece nothing like that. So it turns out that the time capsule, a little bit of history about it, I guess, is that it was created by the woman who owns, whose name I don't remember. I might have wrote it down. Let me check. Nope, of course not. Yeah, so different residents of the town. Some of them included the, so the owner right now of the Kringle, the woman and her husband. So her parents were part of this group. Also the parents who used to run the Tinker shop, I guess, they were also involved. So it's a group of kind of, like Dean was saying, folks in the town however many years ago at this point. It might have been 60, 50 some years ago. Like I was saying before, they don't know too much about it, unfortunately, because they were pretty young when all of this was happening. They said one article had been written about it since all their parents have passed away at least in their small little group they pass away again they just don't know too much about it hannah who we have seen in christmas and evergreen one and two um she accidentally breaks the wishing snow globe the one that sits inside of the kringle restaurant and she ends up having her friend whose name i don't remember i swear i think it's elliot and this is a gentleman that she kind of has liked for several years it seems like he kind of tinkers around with stuff like this so he's going to put it back together and as he's looking at it he uh looks at the there's a sleigh inside the snow globe and uh and he turns it upside down and it looks like there's a key that was carved into an underneath this sleigh dean thinks it was actually like stitched i really couldn't tell i didn't have my glasses on either so either way a little replica of a key underneath this sleigh as some kind of town events are going on they do like cookie baking caroling that kind of stuff katie is staying at the local inn and they're having i think it's like when they're all doing their cookie baking kind of stuff she ends up getting to talk to uh, ben's grand grandma and she kind of mentions the time capsule and his grandma is a little kind of cagey I guess she would say and so she kind of suspects that she might know something she is older I mean she looks like she could be at least maybe in her 70s 80s at this point so um, but she doesn't give too much away not at this point when they are picking out their Christmas tree at the Christmas tree farm which is owned by Henry who is the father of Lisa's boyfriend the one that she met in the second one he's still operating that Christmas tree farm they actually have a real sleigh in his barn where the horses are and David's kind of like hmm let me look under here to see if like there's a real key under here because he was just thinking about the snow globe kind of a replica of it and David was the one in the second Christmas Evergreen movie where he again they found a key and they were kind of looking around it's the key that what like turned on the clocks the towns not clocks bells um so he's back and so he goes underneath the sleigh turns out there is an actual key there's like a little like slot he pushes it in the key comes out and so now they just kind of have to figure out what the tree, not the tree, what the key is for. Turns out that the key is for this time capsule. So I guess time capsule can be really representative of a lot of different things. I've seen it kind of in different things. I've seen people put, it could be a jar in dirt underneath the ground, you know, but for this, and this was actually really, really cool. And if you saw on my Instagram, you got to see that I have been kind of capturing these videos of the movies we're watching in this part, I legitimately thought was kind of cool. So the time capsule is in the 
alleyway of the Kringle restaurant. The key ends up opening it. So it's just like this wooden wall and David puts the key in and the wooden wall kind of just slides down and it reveals this, um, I don't know what I would say. It's it's a calendar because it is for the whole month of December. Each of the days are kind of like these slots. They just boxes, they open up drawers and it's kind of like shaped as a house and each drawer contains something that the original members of the time capsule had put in there and that people of the town were going to open every single day and they kind of they show later on that they have a drawing um, that whoever gets selected from the drawing they get to open up that box for that day. Turns out that Ben's grandma she did know a lot more than she let on as well as Nick the one who looks like Santa Claus in this movie. I think he's been in there since film one and so him and her knew about it. I think that they might be part of the original group that put the time capsule together and she had been saying that they have been basically dropping clues for the town for the last like however many years until it was the right time so I don't because I think that they were trying to hit a certain amount of time before that they would open it and so I guess this year was the right time I guess so yeah so when Katie was kind of grilling her before she definitely kind of hit it on the head that she knew about it. Ben ends up finding the article that Katie is writing which at this point in time the way that she was writing it I guess you could say it was a little bit more negative than positive and I wouldn't say really negative she wasn't being hateful nothing like that and it wasn't really so much a finished article it was really kind of her notes and a lot of it just had to do with kind of her skepticism about the whole idea like is this town too good to be true do people really care about each other this much do you really have this many festivities in this amount of time so stuff like that's just stuff that she'd been notating because basically she's kind of been hanging out with Ben this whole time They've been doing a lot of town events. She's been meeting other people like the mayor, people from the Kringle restaurant, those types of things. So he's a little bit upset about that, understandably, I guess, since he is very protective of this town. Katie ends up talking to Lisa, who's played by Jill Wagner, about kind of like her experience so far on living in Evergreen. Because So you kind of get the idea that maybe her and Ben are getting pretty close. Is she thinking about maybe moving here to Evergreen? And so she's kind of talking about, you know, what it's been like for her. And she was like, I just love that I live in a place where everyone is so close with each other and everything kind of seems like a surprise like I never thought that I would be moving to a small town opening up a shop falling in love those types of things Katie ends up returning to New York City for Christmas because she she usually spends it with her mom in the city and her mom tells her that all of the notes that she's been reading for this supposed article that she was going to write for her magazine she actually thinks that she should not do it for the magazine and use it for the premise for her second book because she thinks it's really good all the characters all these kind of experiences she's had she thinks it'd be rather beneficial for her to put into a book instead. Ben's grandma ended up submitting a story that Ben had been writing so I forgot to mention that Ben is actually a journalist as well and I think he's he's probably seems like he's traveled a lot he's lived in big cities but he loves Evergreen so that's why he came back he actually runs um, him and his grandma run the library I think so it's like a local library that they run together and so he hasn't really given it much thought about leaving Evergreen going back to journalism those types of things since he's been home helping her Uh, but she sent this story on his behalf so that he could possibly get out into the world and start to have some more opportunities because she tells him that the library is her dream and that's why she stays and that's why she loves what she does but she doesn't necessarily think that that might be for him at least forever and because of that um, he starts applying for jobs in New York City getting his name out there again so he ends up kind of visiting Katie while he's there for a job interview um, and she takes him to her mom's um, annual magazine party they kind of hang out they end up sharing
premiering uh, before the end of the movie Kiss, which is, I always love it. And I love how she actually took charge on this one. And they kind of actually, it was like really interesting because they they knew it was kind of this awkward moment where they're going to say goodbye. He's going back to Evergreen. She's going to stay in New York City. They're not quite sure what's going to happen to them. They know they like each other. And they kind of like address that. They're like, oh, this is that awkward part where we're supposed to talk about our feelings. Yeah. So I thought that that was kind of a cool scene. Katie ends up going back to Evergreen and she brings her mom with her to kind of see the town for herself. And Katie's mom tells Ben that she read his article and thinks that he should submit the article uh, for this new job that they're going to have after the new year. Really kind of encourages him to do that, to kind of come and live in the city. Michelle, who is the town's mayor, who is played by Holly Robinson Pete, and I think she's been in all three of these movies as well. She ends up getting proposed to by her hunky boyfriend and she ends up saying yes. So that was really exciting. And it turns out that Ben ends up moving to New York City a few months after um, everything kind of took place because in the very beginning you hear Katie um, her character is actually narrating kind of everything and she's kind of talking about like what happened before and what's happening now but obviously at the beginning we don't know exactly what has transpired but yeah so everything she's been talking about she was actually writing for her second book at the very end you see her typing on her laptop then you see Ben who's living there with her give her a sweet little kiss and that pretty much ends the third installment of Christmas and Evergreen Tidings of Joy. So we will move into our first segment, which is our top three WTF moments. I will turn it over to Dean, who I imagine is chomping at the bit to talk about his WTF moments per usual. WTFs. So I am very particular in what I like and don't like, and I disagree a lot with the way Hallmark does things. So number one, the leading lady goes on this trip and on the train, she's saying, oh, I'm just looking for a a place to plug my phone in and the guy's like well this train's too old sorry it doesn't have that okay fair enough makes sense she immediately gets off the fucking train and goes and proceeds to start asking all these people hey do you know where i can buy a phone charger how the hell were you gonna plug it in on the train if you don't have a phone charger big just problem for me like be consistent and they didn't even need to add that in they could have just been like hey you know, I just got here looking for my hotel, looking for somewhere to plug a phone in for a minute. Could have went with that theme, changed absolutely nothing. But no, all of a sudden she needs a phone charger when she was looking for a place to plug it in on the train. Like, did she throw the charger out the window? I'm not real sure. Doesn't make a lot of sense. So she appear- uh, gets a phone charger, but she never actually pays for it. She doesn't give him any money. The lady just comes back, hands it to her. Oh yeah, and I give you a hat too. And then she walks away. No money exchanged. Wow. Complete, like, the phone charger just for me i don't know what the fuck's going on there be consistent the time capsule so this is why i shut it down earlier is because it's one of my wtfs because the whole premise of this time capsule is 50 years ago they made this time capsule which is entirely possible the parents make it the the most of the people's parents the premise is there's not a single person who knows anything about the t- time capsule and the whole time i'm going but dumb dumb leading man's grandma's right there and she's clearly old enough And according to the show, everyone was involved. The entire town came together. That is their premise. The town came together and did this, which would be awesome. But then all of a sudden, Grandma doesn't know anything about it. And Santa Claus is walking around town. He's old enough. He doesn't know anything about it. There is a bunch of people that are clearly old enough to know. And a bunch of the main characters, like, I don't know if the Chris Kringle Diner's lady's husband is from the town or not if he is he's clearly in his 60s meaning he would have been a fucking teenager and since the whole town was involved he would have been there 
And if you're a teenager, you tend to remember your teenage years. You're not so young. It's not like you're three and you don't remember that shit. And there's a lot of people in town that fall into that category. So if they're consistent with everybody in town being there, somebody would have known something. But this all ties into the fact that people do know something. They're just not saying anything. And they're hinting for some fucking reason. It's more fun to have them break your fancy snow globe than to just go, oh, well, we'll reveal it on the proper date and time. Whatever. Number three kind of ties into number two the logic of hallmark in this particular instance the whole time capsule came about because there is a blizzard so bad no one could get in or out of town absolutely nobody they're stuck they had nothing to do so the whole town comes together to build this fancy time capsule that's outside built into a fucking wall but you can't leave because the weather's so bad but somehow the whole fucking town undertakes an entire construction project outside in said weather We are back with the full-throated WTF moments. We've missed those, babe. Lately, you've been a little somber with yours. So, all right. You've been, there we go, mellow, not somber. He's been more mellowed out, so awesome well my top three wtfs i actually really only have two um my number one wtf and this is for a lot of the hallmark movies actually is when they are constantly showing like the cell phone information on the screen instead of just showing the cell phone like very early on like dina talked about how she needs to charge her phone up you actually see like this big like bubble pop up on the screen that says low battery 20 percent and they do that a lot like when people are sending text messages text messages to each other those types of things it's like why stop doing that like it's really annoying hallmark is the only movies that i see where they do that don't know why they have to do that but whatever it's really annoying wtf number two is when her mom is wanting her to write this article for the um her her magazine and her mom just keeps like prodding her and say like no you just have to do it and take a few hours it's like no just say no like you're an adult i understand that we all respect our parents probably we want to make them happy but we don't have to say yes to every single thing especially because she just wrote a novel she wanted to take a break like what a cute place for her to take a break at but then now she looks like she's some journalist rolling into town writing about her skepticism when that's not even what originally was the plan so that really bothered me because I hate when I've been in that position not from my mother just from people in general or when I see people in that position feeling like they have to please someone else at the detriment of themselves especially when you are an adult and saying no is a perfectly acceptable answer so those are my two WTFs let's move into our second segment of our can't let it go moments my can't let it go I'm gonna start babe sorry I know you were shifting to get super excited I just imagine what yours is my can't let it go is kind of split between two things so first one I love when the women on Hallmark are a bit forward with like their feelings or being the first one to kiss and that's kind of what Katie did when her and Ben end up meeting up again in New York they kind of have that funny little awkward exchange about their feelings and then she just kind of jumps right into his arm and kisses him so I love that when they just kind of take charge and the other one that's kind of split with that is the time capsule so legitimately if you have not seen this movie yet forward it to that scene if you don't want to watch any of it because it's really really cool how you see this key kind of open up obviously there's some CGI involved clearly but they open it up that wood panel just kind of falls to reveal this like huge kind of calendar type of doodad um so i just thought that was really really cool so those are my two can't let it go so 
I will now move it on to my husband for his can't let it go. So I do have a bonus WTF since Nina didn't have another one. During the movie, there the one character is saying she was looking for her mother's wedding ring that was lost 20 to 30 years ago. And they looked all over and couldn't find it. So of course, it's Hallmark, they find it. They find said ring in a glitter container while they're repairing the snow globe. My thoughts are why? Why would you put a ring in a glitter container? First of all, it's a plastic glitter container and if it's really as old as they said it it was plastic wasn't being used like that it would have been in a glass jar or something and who would put it in there and does nobody ever use glitter and why would you hold on to glitter for 30 fucking years anyway just one of the things i found really annoying but can't let it go so we're just back to the stupid time capsule i feel like they could have done a way better job and the fact that they ignored a lot of logical holes just really ruins it for me and we will finish off the episode with our usual rating of this hallmark movie So for those of you who are just tuning in, we rate it on a scale of one to five Christmas trees because this is a holiday movie. So one is going to be a really ugly tree that you definitely do not want to display. Five is going to be a beautiful, awesome, big fluffy tree that you're going to put right in your front window. I'm going to start with my rating. So my rating, I am going to rate this probably a three. It was not my favorite. However, I just loved how they, at least with the Evergreen series, they continue on with kind of one central location which is this town of evergreen which seems really cool and also bringing back these characters like they brought back ashley williams they brought back jill wagner kind of having some of the same characters from the town so i think that that makes it like really homey and comfortable and i really like that and just being able to kind of sustain that for all three movies um so i really really like that aspect and i feel like that's probably just the big draw for me at least because again they're not the best movies it's just kind of this cute little town that has has all these characters that are just really, really close with each other. So I really, really like the aspect. So that's kind of what brought me to bring it to a three. And my question for you, babe, is also since we have seen one and two, do you feel, and you can do this before your rating or afterwards, do you feel like this is the best yet? Third time's a charm? Or do you feel like one and two were better? Or do you have a specific one that if you had to choose? Because we all know Dean, his favorite is not Hallmark. But in terms of this series, like, do you feel like there's one that you kind of gravitate more towards. So since I'm not actually rating it, I will give you a hint at my rating. If I had to choose between the three, I would just punch myself in the face and go unconscious. Okay, so does that mean you don't like any of them? Well, what is your rating for this one? You know, you always have to do a rating. So what is your rating for Christmas in Evergreen? Tidings of Joy. Was it Tidings of Joy for you? The only Tidings of Joy I got out of that thing is when it ended. I really didn't like it. It was, I wouldn't call it bad. I just have problems with their logical holes. And you can't say one thing and then completely claim something else for me. It just doesn't work out. It's raining outside. Now it's sunny, even though it's the same time. That's basically what they do. They're just like, it's raining and it's sunny and it's raining and it's sunny but it's raining but it's clearly sunny above me that's basically what they're doing so you can't claim one and then show me something else they don't work and just because of that like it throws me off and then you add in the fact that i found it just lackluster it was not like it didn't grab you in and drag you in it was just eh. so one surprise surprise except for we're really not all right guys thank you so much for joining us for another episode of hallmark and chill we'll be back in your feed shortly with another episode thank you to those who have been supporting us all this time and for those of you who are just joining us thank you so much for stopping by to listen to our wee little podcast please show us your support by rating us wherever you're listening to us till next time